it now, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to a new edition of Over the Line. Andrew McLean here hanging out with you. Very special guest with me today. It is my one and only sibling, Abby McLean, my sister from Missouri. Abby, how are you today? I'm good. We've only recorded this 17 times. <laughs> I don't know if it's my bad juju or what, but this is have, everything that could go wrong today has gone wrong in this room. So this this podcast is going to be nothing like we planned on because this is literally the fifth time we've started this podcast. So not only are we frustrated, but the longer it takes us to get this right, the more beer we've drank and the the yeah. more erratic this show is going to be so we're just going to get right to it first of all off the top you're uh you're down here doing some photography work and by the mm-hmm. way shout out to those of you listeners that actually got with her in book sessions which are coming up tomorrow and saturday um tell me a little bit about abby mclean photography and where people can find you at yeah, so all of my social media, it's all just Abby McLean Photography, spelled the same way Andrew does, M-C-L-A-I-N. Um, yeah, I specialize in wedding and engagement, couples, um, but I do like seniors, families, all that stuff too. Um, for a while, I thought that maybe I wouldn't, but I just, I love doing it so much and I have an awesome like current client base. Um, and so I just try to do a little bit of all of it. Um yeah, I just started full-time. Actually, my last day at my 9-to-5 job was last Friday on the 2nd. Um, How did that feel? It was. It's still pretty surreal. It hasn't fully sunken in that like I'm not going I back. saw a bunch of social media posts about how you can't believe that the moment's finally here and you're, did I? you're going full-time with your photography. I mean, you're um, a business owner now. I know. It's, it's really crazy. Um, you know, I turned 25 in August. Um, and you know, I definitely wouldn't be able to do it if it weren't for my fiance, um, John, shout out to John, miss you, um, <laughs> miss, he, you. miss you, um, he's a rock star and he has worked so hard to make sure that like this would be possible for me. And that is just like seriously invaluable. Um, he, he's awesome and I love him so much. These and are some of the photos you took just last yesterday, night. Yesterday, yeah, last, uh, yesterday evening. Uh, these are my, my cousin Savannah and her husband, husband Clint and their little babies. They've got Paisley Brasher and little new baby Presley. Look at that. Very so, cute. Yeah, it was a good time. We got to, you know, hang out. Um, my aunt and uncle came over and brought burgers and we got to like have dinner and spend some time together and it was really nice and, um, oh yeah, we can plug that. Um, I'm going to be in certain areas already, so I figured why not make the most of it. So this is, um, you're in Panama City in Mm -hmm. August and October. October. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, in in November, Gatlinburg, Tennessee. So if any of you guys are in this area or you have family in those areas, it would be, if any of you guys are going to to Panama City in August or in October, this would be a great opportunity for you to link up with her while you're both down there. Yeah. Because everybody, listen, we're all Southern folk. We know how this whole thing works. You got to get your white shirt, your khaki shorts, and get out there with your family and take a beach uh, photo, family photo. This is the person that's going to hook you up with that. She's going to do an amazing job. Oh, we're going to do better than khakis. We're going to make them good. Uh, But no, I'm going to already be in those areas. And so I'm not, there's no additional, you know, fee for me to travel. Um, 
to compensate for that travel from Kansas City. So it would just be the normal, you know, normal right. photography rate. Um, I'd love the chance to do some, you know, mountain photos, some beach photos with people. So especially engaged couples, like I just feel like those are both such romantic places that ugh, I would just like die. <sighs> it's like a Disney movie. Oh my God. Oh my God. Um, so yeah, but um, big thank you though to everyone. Um, Andrew had a couple of listeners um, that booked sessions with me. I'm super excited to get to meet you guys. Um, and I'm just super excited that like I actually get to do this. Like this is actually my life now. I I got to be honest. I'm proud of her. I, I'm kind of uh, I, I'm new to being the business owner, and it's kind of a different situation for me because I'm I'm technically labeled as a business owner, but I'm a contractor. And then we got this mm-hmm. podcast and everything else. So. I, I've I've been able to dip my feet into this realm, and I know it's not easy. And she's already pulling it off, so uh, I think you're going to do uh, fantastic. Now, enough of that. Let's talk about your childhood. Let's talk about all your traumatic events Let's that have happened over your life. Uh, perhaps some of the things you talk to your therapist about in therapy, and go. Um, so I don't go to therapy because I currently can't afford it. Did, but you used to go to therapy. Uh, no. You didn't? I'm just really good. I thought I'm just very well adjusted. Maybe and maybe I just feel like you're <laughs> you need therapy. I don't know. No, it's because I'm so well adjusted. Is I studied it? communication sciences in in college. Well, so I had to take a lot of psychology classes, a lot of like interpersonal why, communication. Why did I think you you gone so, to therapy? I mean, after our parents got divorced, they made me do like this like mandated like child therapy, therapy court ordered but wasn't it was it? it like i was too small to like i i literally like went in there and played with dolls for like an hour and then but wasn't home. wasn't it a court deal because i remember yeah, you having I think to do they, that because yeah i think it was just like they want to make sure that i'm not like messed up or because i was i was 14 or 15 at the mm-hmm. time so i didn't really have to go do any of that i mean it affected me pretty drastically like it would any kid well because they had a custody issue with me because i think by the time that was i think you were already 18 by the time that they had to do the custody stuff when she was when mom was moving to missouri right they had to have 17 so you you probably wouldn't have had they probably weren't no i was i was out of the picture so they we went to court and i remember this actually it's kind of weird that like i remember this but the lady was like do you want to live with your mom and your dad me being the perfect kid i am was like i love my mom and my dad i'm not gonna choose um and that's what she told him she's like listen this kid loves her parents and she's gonna you know she she would be happy either place um but I was with my mom, which worked out great because she's my best friend and she's perfect and I love her. Look at that. I love you, mom. Well, in life, there are situations, aren't you, where you, you got to make tough decisions like that. But we have uh, very loving parents and, oh, yeah. you know, especially as we see other people's situation, even our own family and the stuff they've been through. Like, we, we've got it. We were talking about it today. We're like, man, our, our childhood was a cakewalk compared to some people. Yeah. And I mean, <laughs> and that is all on, like... It's all due to the work that those people put in to make sure that the generations thereafter had, I mean, like, the idea of what they went through is such a foreign concept to us. Like, it's just, like, hard to wrap our minds around. And that's, that they did that on purpose. Like, well, they wanted it to be that good. And you'll understand it when when you have kids, but it's a deal where your goal is to make sure 
your kid had a better life than you mm-hmm. did, but not just that, and not in the sense of giving them the stuff you didn't have, because that can be a slippery slope, mm-hmm. but to make sure they turn out to be yeah. a better, more contributing member of society than you were yeah. growing up. And if you you make sure he or she knows that's your goal, then they're going to do that for their children. And then who knows, three generations from now, this world might actually be a better place. Yeah. If everybody does it. Yeah. Except for some of you scumbags. Just start Raise a bunch of snot-nosed hellions. Heathens. Heathens. Um, so went through all that, moved to Missouri. I moved to Missouri, and I lasted two months. As soon as I turned 18, I moved back. Mama was heartbroken. Yeah. Um, but I just couldn't handle it. They had me working on a pig farm. It was well, traumatic. You were also like, you know, like almost in your 20s. You had well, already established a life here. You had a girlfriend here. Right. You know, it was like you had to uproot your life to move to literally the middle of nowhere. The day after graduation. And when yeah. she says middle of nowhere, in my mind, when we first went, I'm thinking we're going to Kansas City, we're going to St. Louis, and we get there, and the town's called Modena. So the sign says, welcome to Modena, population 67. And I'm like, this cannot be right. More cows than people. So growing up in Modena in what's known as Princeton. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a community where, I don't know, I would say 20 to 30% of the people are Amish, like full-blown horse and buggy. Well, now in Modena, it's like 60% Amish, 40% English. Okay. So we call them English? Yeah, we're English. Like English, English. colonial yeah. English people. <laughs> Basically, like that's what they call us. They're they call us English people. That's funny. Um, yeah. so, I think it's because of like, the English language, because they speak speak like this German Dutch, like this this. Right. I don't know if it's German or Dutch or both. It's something. Well, you move up there at, at five years of age, so yeah. you're basically raised up there. Oh yeah. Um, Climbing you, hay bales and. When you get there, it's country, but you don't really know much different because you're at that point in your life where you're just now kind of you know realizing or paying attention to your surroundings or whatever. So it's very formidable years. But your mom had just gotten married. Yeah. Now, did you hate your your stepdad, your mom's new husband right off the bat, or how did that work? I think that, and I think all kids that go into a new step-parent relationship can probably relate to this. They feel this sense of guilt as if they're trying to replace their other parent. Um, and so there's like this, not resentment that you just automatically feel, but it's like a weird, it's a weird feeling. I... Um, I told people that I didn't, I'd never hated Richard. I, I could never hate Richard ever. But my mom told me the story that I didn't even realize was a thing that happened. She just told me the story. She's like, when you were like, we had just moved to Missouri. This was like Christmas time. She's like, when you were little, you told everybody that Richard called you a bitch. <laughs> what? And I was what? like, Okay, first of all, how did I know that word at that age? Because uh, I, I know Sharon didn't say it. You said the word to her at yes, five years I old? I was like, Richard, call me a bitch. And did he call you one? So I, like, so when she told me that, like, oh I could God. not, I tried to imagine what the scenario could have been because I feel like it would have been very so impactful like I don't even if know. it actually happened. I don't even know who Richard is now. <laughs> and so he used to have a really bad potty mouth, and uh, mom used to get onto him all the time about it. Now he's awesome about it he doesn't hardly ever swear and um but so richard has three daughters our stepsisters and they all have children and potty mouths <laughs> we all have potty mouths let's be <laughs> honest 
Just kidding, mom. I'm an angel. I don't. I don't say bad. No, words. I like. I like Richard's. Uh, Richard's children. They're so cool, and they're all just like so nice and well, just so. I like most of them. I'm just kidding. <laughs> what? I'm like, bro, yeah, get alive. Um, no, I've I've had a lot of um, good fortune in getting to you know become closer with them as you know as the years go on, and they had kids that were not that much younger than me, so I got to kind of grow up with them. Um, but he had my parents had bought one of the kids um a christmas present was like a bowling play set he was like probably two or three at the time he Mm -hmm. was really little so it was like a little baby toy right and i saw it up in the top of the in the closet and so i pulled it down because i was like this looks interesting it's in my house it must be mine um so i pull it down somehow and um i start like going through it and richard like storms in and sees me and he's like son of a bitch because i had gotten the toy out and was playing with it but in my five-year-old mind i was like he called me a bitch Did this five-year-old little <laughs> literally literally and um yeah because when she told me that i was like god when would that have happened because i know that if because either I made it up out of spite because I was bitter because I missed my family in Alabama. Um, well, maybe you were just being a... Oh, definitely was. <laughs> definitely. That's never, I mean, that's highly like, possible. If that's ever like on the table, you just might as well go ahead and go with the safe guess that yes, I was. All right. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. So I'm on Richard's side on this oh, one. Oh, same though. <laughs> I would have called you the same thing. Yeah. So he didn't call me one. He just said it in my presence and I assumed that he was calling me one because I was a child and had no cognitive... But then you went and told the entire town. Oh, yeah, no. no, I told all of our family who already was, like, still, like, they okay. were still hurting from that's, the divorce. Okay, that's my next question, because anybody's been through divorce, they know it's contentious. It's happened to me, and, mm-hmm. you know, people talk, everybody picks sides and goes oh, to yeah. their corner. So that's normal, mm-hmm. and it was the case in our situation. Well, yeah, because our- everybody was hurt because we were, we have always been such a close-knit family. Like, that's right. always been the situation. And so I think that something like a divorce really rocks everyone in that family because they all feel hurt by it. Well, and I want to break this down because I think this is important. Now everybody gets along. Everybody oh loves everybody. And I think time heals wounds. Oh, yeah. And, like, there's no hard feelings between anybody. Like, Hindsight's literally. It's actually It's actually really good. Yeah. But at the time, Team Denny and Team Sharon were in their corners. Yeah. And so there was, it was heated, it was tense, and so here comes Abby with, Richard called me a (laughs) and sets the whole thing off. Literally takes the entire house of this divorce and sets it on fire and call, and and see, me being 18 at the time, I'm like, I'm not in it. I'm an adult, I'm out of here. Yeah, and that would be like the first of a very long list of stupid things I said and did. Jeez, um, man. Looking back, I feel horrible about that because I and I, I try to give myself some grace because I was a child and he said it in my vicinity and yeah, I felt yeah. like so it wasn't like me like knowing he didn't say that and then going and telling people just to like get him in trouble. Like I genuinely thought he had said that to me um, because I was a small child and didn't know any better. Um, Right. But he is the greatest stepdad in the world. Taught me how to drive, how to mow the grass, you know, all of that awesome stuff. Like, he was really, like, always, always, always there. Yeah. Um, and listen, all that stuff sounds important, but let's talk about this. Wow. What is okay. the biggest thing you did when you were growing up? The, the biggest thing that you look back and you say, man, I cannot believe I put my mom through that. 
<laughs> like the the biggest th- the one thing you did that you think disappointed our mom the most. I made her cry on vacation once. Um, I, I, I. <laughs> yeah, it was like that, but the opposite. Uh, <laughs> I'm on vacation. Oh no. Um. So I was like 15. Um, was I on this vacation? No, this no. was so Richard had worked for a company that would send us on. Um, like he would have this big conference every year. And so they right. do it at different family friendly resorts. So then people could bring their families. It was all expenses paid. It was an awesome deal. Um, and so one year we went to the Wisconsin Dells and stayed at the Kalahari resort. If you've ever been there, it's pretty lit kind of tiger King esque. Right. Um, because they used to have like baby tigers that you could hold there. Um, but it was a really cool resort, big water park, amusement park situation. Um, and one of my good friends um, that at the time that I'd been running wet around with that summer, partying and hanging out and all that stuff, um, she came with me because, you know, I was just one kid. They let me bring another kid so I could right. have somebody to hang out with. Um, and I had gone to a friend's birthday party. She was turning 18. Um, it was down at the river, Yeehaw, small town. Um, and it was like a huge party. It was like a huge party. People had brought tents to sleep in because right. there was going to be alcohol, um, all that stuff. And I participated in the alcohol. And at fifteen, <laughs> yeah, at 15. Ooh. yeah. Uh, I was also like the youngest in my class. So like all my friends had their license, and they were like sixteen. Some of them actually were getting ready to be seventeen. Like I was like very young in my class, um, and. Then there was this guy that I had like made out with at that party. Oh, and yeah, luckily, like he was kind of a predator. Um, oh, luckily, to, uh, luckily, my friend saved me from oh, okay. that situation. Well, you like, said they, luckily, he was kind of a predator. No, sorry, sorry. I was uh, side note there. Sorry. Uh, luckily, my friend <laughs> saved me because he was a bit predatory because he knew I was. Thank goodness 15. he wasn't a nice guy. He was yeah. just a predator. Yeah, no, and he was yeah definitely too old to. Anyway, um, and so, he had messaged me on Facebook, and right. I had been on Facebook on the laptop that we like. It was we all like were using the same computer. I didn't have a smartphone or anything at that right, time. Right, right, right. Um, and he was messaging me, or no, he wasn't. Mess- it was another guy that I met there, but I was just like hanging out with, like it was nothing like that. Um, How many guys were you hanging out with? This? I actually had a lot of guy friends in high school. Oh, like, I thought you were just talking about it at the beach. No, this, is this, where is you the the this is the river party. This is the river party. Gotcha, gotcha. Go ahead. So this other guy, like he, he was just like a nice dude that I knew, and the, like I just talked with, and I was like, hey, like sorry, I was super drunk, like I was probably like being annoying, blah blah blah. Oh, and mom, I didn't log out of Facebook. I went uh, to the bathroom, and I come out, and mom's like, she has tears in her eyes. I feel horrible just looking back on this, and she's like. Abby, we need to talk. Oh, no. We need to talk about something. And at this point, like, I'm profusely sweating. My heart is racing. I'm like, oh, Oh, no. She takes me out on the little balcony, and she's like, where were you on the night of blah, blah, blah? And I was like, I went to a birthday party. She's like, did you drink? I was like, yeah. She's like, I don't even know who you are. Oh, no. I don't even know who you are anymore. No. And cried and cried. And this is awkward because my poor friend, she's with us on vacation. She's like, mm. Worst vacation <laughs> ever. Girl, this sucks. This is weird. Because she was there with me. She went to the party oh, too. Oh, man. Um, and She's just like, please don't tell my mom. <laughs> yeah, that was, I think that was the most grief I gave my mom. Um, other that's than tough. just being an ungrateful brat most of the time. I got to admit, that that's tough. And our mom is, is, uh, 
as we've talked about, she's an angel. She's perfect. And she's she, literally perfect. She wants to cry. She's not going to do it in front of us. No. Um, I can think, and I didn't. That's the first time I've heard that story. Yeah. But I can think of one time I made our mom cry because I didn't brush my teeth because I lied about it. Okay. Aww. And now keep in mind, this is that's so pure. And that was an angel. So. <laughs> At the time, it was the divorce. We were living in Aniana, so times were. So you were rough. a teenager, and you lied about brushing your teeth. Yes, listen, she <laughs> she is a single mom working like three or four jobs yeah. at that time. She had five at and one so point. She is stretched thin, like in nobody's business. Leaves at six a.m., gets home at ten p.m. Doesn't even have her car because she's wanting to let me use her car to drive back and forth to school. So she's having to rely on me to come pick her up from work, take her to the next job, so mm-hmm. on and so forth. And she came and asked me if I brushed my teeth. I told her, yeah. She apparently went and checked the toothbrush, she which does was that. bone dry. Yep. And uh, she came back to me, told me she knew I was lying, and she started crying. And it wasn't that I think she was me just stressed. not brushing my teeth made her cry. It was. She was uh-huh. she was stressed. But that stuck with me for a long time. Yeah. And as an adult now, I understand it. But back then, I'm like, I crushed my mother <laughs> because I didn't brush my teeth. And I was I was traumatized by that. Yeah. That really bothered me for a long time. That that may have even bothered me more than the time where she went to Missouri, and I threw a party at the house. Like at the house I grew up in. Yes. With who? Oh, it was like my whole senior class. They came to Missouri. No, no, no. At the house in Aniana, oh, the last house oh. we lived in in Aniana. Yep. I had I people this. crammed into that house. There were so many people. How did you not get the cops called on you? I have no idea. But what happened was. I flopped down in the recliner, which then hit the fish tank, okay? Busted the fish tank. Not full-blown busted it, but cracked it. So you had a pretty big fish tank, wasn't yes. it? Yes, and you, like were, you were at your friend's tank. house or something, something. And, you know, I'm talking. We had one of my buddies was in the bathtub. He was throwing up blood because he drank so much alcohol and this and that. Anyway, wake up the next day. Worst hangover of my life, and there's about this much water left in the fish tank. We didn't know it was broken until the next morning. So we take duct tape, duct tape the back of it, and say, ah, oh, she'll never know, okay? We get that. We go throughout our day. We clean up the whole place, Where everything else. Where did the else. water go? I have no idea. I guess it soaked up in the carpet. Clean everything up. Fish on, water in the carpet, and you didn't notice? We go on about our business. About the fish? And, oh, they were fine. And then she comes home a couple of days later, and she, like she doesn't say anything about fishy it. fishy in here. So she says nothing about it. And I'm like, man, we're Gucci. We have made it. I have pulled off this amazing party that everybody's still talking about at school because we had so much fun. And then she finds... Uh, it Mike's was, Hard Lemonade. No, she finds like a, a one beer bottle that had rolled up under the stove or something. Oh, and no, she's it was, sweeping. no, it was a Mike's Hard Tap. She was telling me that story. It, okay. was like a, it was like the lid to a Mike's Hard Lemonade that was like just... Barely That's tucked right. under the edge of the stove. That's right. So it she was just has a lid. freaky intuition. We had cleaned up everything, and she found Can't that one thing, and then she came to me just as Abby said and said, "Hey, we need to talk." And you I literally. So she used to get me when I was a kid, like so. And, and that with that story I just gave you, I felt worse about the toothbrush than I did that party. Well, yeah, because you had fun. <laughs> there was nothing fun about me not brushing yeah, my teeth. Yeah, it was like boring, you know. But. uh No, when I was a kid, so my mom, like, you could never get anything past her. Like, I don't think that, I mean, you might have, but I never could. Uh, She just has insane intuition. Insane. And um, one way, though, that she used to make sure that I was being honest with her when I was a kid, she'd say, you promised to Jesus? 
Oh yeah, she used to do that to me mm, too. You know I couldn't do. It. Oh, I mm, I'd crack every time. You know I'm not promising nothing to Jesus if it ain't true. Yeah, you can't. You, Which you, that's, not, that's not a thing. You don't promise to Jesus. Yeah, her and I would never promise to Jesus if we were lying. We just couldn't do it. <laughs> so. Yeah, we were just like. Mm-hmm. So she always she always knew everything, which I was able to be pretty transparent with her for most of it. There's a lot of stuff that she still doesn't know, but well, yeah, it doesn't matter. Here. It doesn't matter. Well, we put our mom through hell, and she survived it, and she seems to be proud of where we're at in life now. Yeah, she treats us like most grandmas treat their grandkids. <laughs> That's true. Like, literally, like, it's everybody says you get a different version. Your, your kids get a different version of your parents than you do, but I think our mom was always, like, had that sweet grandmotherly, like, just affection for us absolutely let's go through a few of these photos uh from our uh childhood and our teen years we have andrew mclean with senior portraits that were not taken by abby but taken by a company of a photography company that that, that had the market cornered in blunt county and it was like blunt county photography well isn't don't aren't they in that little house just right off the highway and they've they got used like to the, be no they still have the are backyards they? like still fixed up oh my like God. blunt photographic or whatever yeah you see this this is not the backyard. plugging them because they're my competition now but it's a photography company in blunt county and their backyard was set up like a little uh what do you, what do you call a photo set um like a yeah just like a, a studio like well they have like little staged like photo ops right. in their backyard basically like and if you drive by now if you go through Audiana, um you'll see like you can see it from the high like from the road you can see like the different little spots that they have set up to like take pictures um but i also want to address um the ice here yeah look at this and okay. the dripping the dripping tips the bangs so that stuff when the light would hit it it would absolutely bling but a little backstory on this i used to buy my bling now this is at the gas station? Early 2000s, a lot of Tupac, a lot of Nelly, you know, some of these rappers, Eminem was getting big, Ludacris, stuff like that. I thought I was... Um, I Nelly. Mean, I thought I was Nelly. I thought I was... Uh, what's, what's the term I'm looking for? I was... Um, I'm not saying it. <laughs> no, that's not what I was thinking. He's <laughs> jerk. That's stupid. No. No. But he, I thought I was thought an OG. He, was, he thought he was a thug. Okay, I thought I was a, a black man trapped in a white man's body. I really thought that. And, he and go through even, high school. Like, I remember, and I thought this was normal for teenagers. He'd put, like, the little Band-Aids on his cheeks, you know, like Nelly. Well, had. and I dressed up like Nelly. And he'd I'd wear, be- like, a Tar Heels jersey and, like... I'd wear armbands right here on my oh, arms. Oh, you had so many sweatbands. I even wore do-rags at one time you to had, match like, a my sweat- hat. You had, sw- Do you remember when I used to wear the do-rags? Absolutely not. Yeah, I got pictures I of that. I suppressed that. Love me. All the, <laughs> on purpose. All the, first of all, that bling that you're looking at there, that came from Century Plaza... In um, in Birmingham, I guess that was in uh, Irondale, and it was fairly affordable because it was a hundred percent fake. It was not real whatsoever. Uh, but I would buy it, and it would before it started turning your skin green. It would last a good two three weeks. So whenever my skin would turn green, I would just go through and buy some new bling to cover up the green marks on my. On my wrist. Here oh. is a picture of me wearing a do-rag. You ready for this? Oh, I don't want to see it. Hold I don't, don't want to be associated no, with look, that. No, look, look. And I did it just to match that's my a, outfit. That's a, that's a bandana. Hold on, hold on. It's in here somewhere. I just saw it when we were looking earlier. 
Are you sure about that? I am 100% sure. I definitely did not want to remember that because I don't remember that. Is this the photo album we were looking through? Yours, yeah. Look at this. All that tar. You don't even like the Tar Heels. No, I don't. I think they were You're, ridiculous. I think it, that was like a popular thing. I feel like a lot of people had Tar Heel stuff, though. You remember like those in, plates? Oh, Look at those plates. God. <laughs> and Denny's stacks and stacks of and newspaper. That, that old folders can that we put all my markers in. Look, EA forever. Sports, NCAA. He, yeah, Dad always had a composition notebook. I don't know what he wrote in it, but... Poems. Remember when he used to write poems? Oh, my God. <laughs> we should read some. No, they're, on the podcast. they're sad. Well, they are. They're they were from they were from a sad time. Though. Well, I didn't mean to make fun of them. I thought maybe people would want to hear them. Maybe ask his permission before you do that. Maybe it's, we'll, it's very personal stuff. Maybe we'll get him to come on and, and read recite the po- it. <laughs> that would be good. That that would be making fun of him. But listen, you know he can't do that. Seriously. Concentrate on the do rag. Beautiful. He does. He did a really good job. He, though. He really he's, did. he's very talented. Concentrate on the do rag here. You see that? Oh, I told you. Straight up, do rag. Oh. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I don't like that. So, um, back to some of these photos. My senior year, senior portraits. Um, let's see. Can we skip these pictures, or do we have to? Uh, can we? Hold on. Is there a way to create a slideshow? Not just. Well, you can like click on the fold. You can click the more senior portraits here. Try and click your arrow button. It may go to the next one. Here oh, we go. There we go. All right. Senior portraits. Um, I'm looking fly there, I got to admit. I think I look good in that picture. Yeah. Here is... Uh, you look like Uncle John. Your, your little, like, how your eyes squint when you smile. Here's Abby with what seems to be... Uh, Elf ears? A... A, a yeah, li- <laughs> you know your dad when you were born. I, I'll never forget this. Ca- he goes. Said I had lima bean ears. Yeah, he comes out and he goes. She's got lima bean ears. Well, I like, think he had he'd had a few before he showed up. So like, he probably was just like seeing things. And what you see here is Abby uh, standing in front of a wall of spoiled gumbies <laughs> that have expired. <laughs> they were potatoes. Those are potatoes. Yeah, they're little potato people. <laughs> I don't know. I think that's what they were. I feel like I remember doing that. I was, I was that kid, though, that like whenever we had like an art project, like if I remember there was one time they had like little cut out, like just like a coloring book picture of a penguin that they cut out that they were going to put up on the wall. And I always had to like color it correctly like the, what the color it actually was you know like some kids will be like i want a pink penguin or like right. i want to no i had to do that correctly i had like all of my stuff like i had to make it look right when i was a kid it must be something with uh my, my mom your mom uh because i'm kind of the same way on that front yeah i, I just gotta, wanted i didn't wanted i wanted to be the best i wanted mine to look the best i wanted everybody to see that and be like man that kid's talented even though it was like Ask Trish, Not I'm the good. same way. Even when it comes to the show and we're uploading bo- we're it. We're both Leos. I am so. adamant about even the spelling, the the certain letters being capitalized, even if they don't need to be capitalized, I want it completely consistent, and I'm just weird yeah, like that. So, so there's Abby and her potato wall. I was such wall. a cute little kid. Here's a photo of Andrew and Abby. Now, this is my dream car right here. <laughs> I just want everybody to know. That was my dream car. I got it. I was so excited. Abby, I guess we're on our way to Easter. It was I don't Easter know. Sunday. We went to church. I got to ride with you to church. I could not believe I had finally gotten the Mustang. I think that was in 1999. And then soon after that, let's see. <laughs> on our way to church. 
We were on our way to church and boom. Just kidding. That didn't happen while nah. I was in the car. No, it didn't. <laughs> I just thought it'd be more dramatic. I wish it would have been right after that one. That would have been a good one. That is my dream car right there. And what and happened know, is yeah. I really wasn't doing anything wrong, technically, um, but we were out mud riding with friends of mine until like four o'clock in the morning. Then I was on the way home. Nothing wrong. I was less than a mile. I mean, I'm saying we weren't drinking or anything. I was less than a mile from the house. And I was so tired, I fell asleep, and I nailed this old man in his pickup truck from behind. Oh, I thought he was, like, walking. I I lose my shoes somehow. I jump out of my car after spinning around and landed in the median. Run check on him. He's all bleeding from his head and all this kind of stuff. And we got the ambulance there. And he survived, but he tried to sue me. And your mammal got him on the phone and convinced him not to sue me. Basically, because I was an 18-year-old and I had the money. He wasn't going to get any anyway. Insurance was there. Everything was covered, but he was just angry over the fact that I just hit him from well, behind yeah. so hard. And thank God that I, I didn't hit somebody head on. Yeah. I mean, that was probably, if I was going to rack, that may have been the best case scenario. Then we move over to this, the infamous Ninja Turtles pillowcase. Mamaw still had that in her basement like when she moved out of her house. Well, a little backstory. This is a little embarrassing for me. But this pillowcase, I would carry with me everywhere I went. I would suck my thumb, and I would hold the pillowcase like this and hold it up against my nose, almost to smell it, whether it was the fabric softener or whatever. But I would hold it up against my nose while I sucked my thumb. And I did that for a little longer than a kid should. Like, you look like you're like 10 in this picture. Yeah, I was. Uh, I probably got up towards 10 doing that. And Ooh. it came down to a day... Where I was grounded, and mom was willing to unground me and let me rent a video game at Movie Gallery if I would allow her to set that pillowcase on fire out she in the driveway. She had to light it on fire? Absolutely, 100%. Like, she didn't, she was not like, I'm just going to throw it away. Like, no. she had to have a violent, like, Viking funeral for she this. She wanted a full-blown ceremony of, this is the end of the pillowcase. End of an era. And I was so adamant about going and renting a video game. I don't think I, she I burned it, because I remember seeing that pillowcase in Mamaw's well, basement. Well, there, there's probably multiple, but, Backups. Yeah. Burner, <laughs> pillow, burner pillowcases. <laughs> this is my burner ninja <laughs> Ninja Turtle pillowcase. Here's a picture Aww, of Abby and I. It looks like Peyton. Look at that. You look just like Peyton. I do. Look at those mm, little lima, lima bean, ears. bean ears. I was a tiny baby. I was like very small. There's some more. Aw, besties. Early on in our WWE days. Yeah, he's getting ready to choke slam me. Absolutely. I th On that very bed right there, there was a couple times I would throw her down and she bounced so high off the bed, she went in the floor on the other side. Well, there was one time, because it was like one of those old school, like, I remember this was in the same house you threw the party in. There, your his bedroom was in the back of the house. It was like one long room, so like half of it was the laundry room, and then the back half was his bedroom. And his bed frame was a little bit bigger than the mattress, so it had it was like one of those old school metal bed frames, right? Um, that had like the wheels on the bottom that you could lock. Mm -hmm. And I remember you were like wrestling with me, and you were like throwing me around because I was so small when I was little. You'd just throw me around. You thought it was hilarious. I thought it was hilarious. But I remember you threw me hard enough that I slipped off the edge of the bed and I hit my head on that bed frame. Yeah. And I started crying. You're like, shut up. Mom's going to get me in trouble. Cool. So, so, of course, as little sisters do, I started crying louder so right. she would hear me. I did get in a lot of trouble for that. he got in a lot of trouble. There's no. a, a, a gangster, Abby. Throwing look, up gang signs. I look like a little lady escaping the nursing home in my walker. Look at this. 
That was the freakiest photo shoot ever. You were a cute baby, I have to admit. Yeah, mom said that you even thought I was cuter than Peyton. She said that you said that one time. Did I? No, I haven't said that. You definitely said no, that. No, because Peyton's got normal ears. Yeah, he was he was the cutest. Baby. You're like, you're like cute when it, like if you go to the zoo I was and like there's a an cute, elephant, like, elfish. Da- cute. Oh, that that elephant's really cute. Elephant. Yeah. I said like elfish. I said elephant. I'm telling them about your ears. I don't have big ears. They're just pointy. And here's my mom dressed as Big Bird. I assume this is Halloween. Oh, God. No, it's not. It's just a sweatsuit. You're wearing one, too. Oh, that's not. That was so mean. Well, I thought she was dressed as Big Bird. (laughs) It's the hair. (laughs) Anyway, we'll skip over that one. Love you, Sharon. Oh, this is when I first smoked my first joint. (laughs) Yeah, you look high. Oh, yeah. No, they thought it was really funny because when I, and I still do it to this day, when I would sleep when I was a baby, I would always put my hands behind my head and sleep like this. And so they'd slip sunglasses on me and take <laughs> pictures of me like Look laying good. like that. But this one, I was I was just blazed. And really, really high. Oh, Aww, there's my senior, senior picture. I got so sandy and gross. Oh, that's cute. Oh, oh here's what speaking we call of Sandy and Gross. <laughs> and this photo is called the Anxiety Riddled Mermaid. <laughs> she takes 50 milligrams of Wellbutrin every day. <laughs> and uh, oh, I still—that's like my signature move. There's us leaving in the throwing the horns. Uh, let's see. You are you throwing up metal metal yeah, horns? Bro, look at I was so cute. I was so cute. Look at me. Why would that be my dream car? I can barely fit in that car. <laughs> look, I'm filling up every bit of that driver's seat. Oh, here's Ooh, the. Oh, look at that. Looking fly. It's the coattails for me. Yeah, those coattails are fly. Oh, that was the same day. It was. I wore my best Rugrats shirt. <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, either senior or junior prom. We still kiss like that. <laughs> Roll Tide. <laughs> I'm kidding. Am I? And yes, uh, I am. yeah. So that's that's kind of a rundown of our our life together. It, it kind of sucks because we got a weird dynamic as far as uh brother sister deal goes because we grew up so far apart, mm-hmm. but you know, there's really no love there. There's been times where Abby's hated my, my guts and refused to talk to me. But most of that was like related to, I posted something on Twitter that really went over the line, no pun intended. And, you know, things of that you nature. You used to say some really off-the-wall stuff, though. Like, like what? Now, how when you say used to, what do you mean by used to? Well, I I don't know if it's because I have you muted now. <laughs> I know you do. There was, like, one that was, like, a... Um, it was in reference to, like... I think it was, like, the Brett Kavanaugh thing, and it was, like, kind of, like, making fun of, you know... I was making fun of Ballsy Ford? No, you are making Blase. fun of, like... It was like it was like this picture that was going around of like this woman like blacked out on a picnic table, and it was no, like no, no, I didn't post that. Maybe it was your dad. Probably was. Um, no, that, I did. that was very upsetting for me to see because like you know, as well, a, I, as a woman who is susceptible to, well, and I'm not completely innocent in that because I did take shots at Christine Blase Ford because um, you know I I saw it for what it was, but I I understand I, I wouldn't just generally yeah. blanket everybody on that. Yeah, front. yeah, it's just kind of tough because when people see that kind of thing, like they if they've been through that, they see themselves in that, and they're you know, like, so, oh, that's how people see it. One more time, just so people will remember, your Instagram is where they can get your info on your photography business. Yeah, and um, 
my if you're interested in the personal going on in my life, my personal Instagram's hooked up to my business one. It's in the bio. At Abby McLean Photography, and then you can get all the other information from there mm-hmm. that you need. Are you just allowing people on the Instagram, or what if you start getting Facebook stuff? Uh, I do a lot of business on Facebook. It's the same thing, Abby McLean Photography. If you just search it, you'll see it. Um, it's like the only page that's named that. Yeah. Um, so you can access me you know, pretty much on any platform. Um, I don't have a Twitter for my business or a TikTok for my business, but I am on Facebook and Instagram. Um, and yeah, you can just catch it there or you can add me on Facebook and find it through there or you can go to my, you know, whatever. I don't care. Just just hit me up if you need pictures. It's fun. I'm fun. I'm fun. Or you can catch her outside. Catch me outside. How about that? How about that? I'm really disappointed that I didn't use more sound effects during this show. I'm not. No, you're not. What about? I don't like them putting chemicals in the water that turn the friggin' frogs gay. <laughs> yeah. Alex Jones. Come on, it's not bad. Come on, man. Give me a break. I think we should have done a show on Alex Jones. You should have had like a sound bite of The Rock being like, "It doesn't matter what your name is." When you introduced me. That's a good one to go with. Yeah, you should do that in the future. We'll do that next time. All right, guys. Thank you so much for watching this video, listening to this podcast. We really appreciate each and every one of you. Hopefully, we'll do another one of these again. If you're watching on the normal Over the Line channel, make sure you go to OTL Burner account. Uh, The information for that, we'll post it. If you can't find it, just comment on this video. Send a message. It is very important you subscribe to that channel in the event that we get banned from our other channel. You need to be able to find us on there. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, uh, Google Podcasts, all the podcast platforms. Also, we're about to start streaming on Twitch. And then last but not least, Friday Night Live will be a compact, short version from from what we're planning on. And we're going to be doing it via mobile phone because we've got to take her to a photo shoot where she's hooking some people up. So keep an eye out for that as well. It's going to be just a... We, we were going to have to skip it, but we were like, well, you know what? We're, we're just going to make sure we do something. So y'all keep an eye out for that Friday Night Live. That's it. And until next time, see you, Colts.